Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to The Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy, brought to you by UK Film Review. If you like what you hear today and want to hear more, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and now SoundCloud. Just search The Phantom Zone, that's F-A-N-T-O-M Zone. And this week I am joined by the ever fantastic and great company, uh, Toby. Give us a hello. Hello there. I have returned. <laughs> and sadly, <coughs> I'm getting all choked about it. Uh, we haven't got uh, Chris and Simone with us this week. Simone is, I imagine, driving home as we speak. And Chris has had to, unfortunately, not join us this evening because he hates all of us. He's, he messaged and said, yeah. you specifically, Toby. He was like, yeah. I just, I just can't. It's just him can't. or me tonight. It's him or me. <laughs> And here I am, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, he uh, unfortunately has had to drop out due to a uh, little pre-arrangement. So he'll be joining us again in the future. Don't worry. He, he is he is still with us. Uh, but this week, we're going to be discussing the huge, huge DCUEU. DC. We're going to be discussing all the huge... Above. D- it's all of the above. It's DC news, everybody. It's DC news time. We're going to be talking about DC... The new slate, James. I was going to say Cameron again, but no, James Gunn. <laughs> Leave that and, mistake for me. And uh, his like plan, etc. What we think it's going to mean, what we're excited for, and so forth. But first, we've got. What have um, we got, Toby? I think we've got a little bit of nerd news. What do you we've think? Got, we've got a little bit, a little of, nerd bit of nerd news. news. That was uh, nice. I feel like we're on like. Um, BBC Four, when it's like, hi, we're there. 
in your ear, listening to, you know, you're listening to Radio 4. Yeah. And we're going to got some uh, news for you. Yeah. I, I feel like I should channel a bit of Terry Wogan, but I don't want to yes. do permission. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we'll uh, just for pre-warning to the listeners, might be a bit disorganised. I'm not the best host. If you've had any listens to our previous podcasts, I'm a bit unorganised, but we have got nerd news. And uh, what's our first bit of nerd news, Toby? I think the first bit of nerd news is about Justin Roiland. And, yeah, good uh, times again. We're starting yeah. on a a good note, you know, positive stuff. Uh, what's um, offering a good hit, but that's probably not in good taste. But, no, um, <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So I mean, at, at the moment, the news has been recently sort of reporting that uh, Justin Roiland really hasn't had, other than just doing the voices of Rick and Morty, had mm. much involvement in the creative process in uh, Rick and Morty for quite some time, at least mm. about three seasons. Oh, damn. I didn't realize that. So quite a few times he's not been in writer's studios, you know, Uh putting the stories together, um, working pretty much remotely from home, doing voice recordings for the show, pretty much undirected. Um, And apparently there's been quite a significant amount of time where he and Dan Harmon aren't really communicating at all. Oh, God. That's interesting, actually. Because I wonder, because obviously... For for people who aren't aware, I mean, you'd be living under a rock if you weren't aware, but Justin Roiland, one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty, has been, um, you know, shown to be, what's the word? A bad person, I guess. <laughs> yeah. to, to summarize, yeah, but effect- effectively, he's been involved um, with a series of allegations regarding uh, domestic violence and... Um, some underage messaging uh, to to people online yeah. and things a little bit of grooming yeah it's it's not good ian it's not good it's not good it's, it's not, not good. good at all it's not good in summary and i think it's interesting that he's not been involved in the writing process for a long time because i personally think like season 1 and 2 of rick and morty were great i think yeah. we can say that here season 3 i personally didn't enjoy it that much um, I think it was a dip in quality, and then season four was the same. Yeah, season five was a bit better, and I haven't watched season six. I didn't even know it was out. I didn't so, realize. So I think are you trying to say that you kind of feel that where the rift started in the writing <laughs> yeah. and the quality? I think so, and possibly I think what initially Rick and Morty was very much like ad libbing and improvisation, mm-hmm. and it was only sort of in these latter series that they've re- there was always a little bit of continuity. Mm-hmm. In these latter series, they've sort of had more arcs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more almost... like with Evil Morty, they finally brought that round, didn't they? Yeah, a more conventional storytelling, which is probably telling, because if they'd had a lot which was based on sort of the riffs and the improvisation, mm-hmm. like they did in the first few seasons, having it rely more heavily on arcs and narrative storylines, it probably marries up quite a lot with what's been recently going on about it. Yeah, and I think like... You know, moving obviously we've 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 touched upon Justin Roiland being a terrible person in our previous episodes, um, which you can obviously go listen to our opinions on that. Obviously terrible, it's it's deplorable. So I don't wanna go over that again, but it I think it is interesting that it Dan Harmon and him clearly have this rift and I wonder how much that has affected the writing room and how much yeah. that's affected because from what I understand season five well I enjoyed season five season six I've heard from people is good I actually didn't realize it was out um so I'll be trying to watch that but I wonder if that rift was created in season three and four and yeah. then they were trying to 
piece together how to write now that those two aren't communicating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not to try and justify why you had a dip in quality of writing, but that might be it, you know? No, but I mean, I guess everything in these sort of scenarios that there's a, it's almost a dam, isn't it? And one little crack in that dam starts to show, it Mm -hmm. all starts flooding out. Yeah. So I, I, I think it is kind of telling. Yeah. And I think it, I think also for other people, I think there's been a lot of people worried, well, not worried, but like, are questioning what this means for Rick and Morty now. Yeah. You know, what what's going to happen? Because obviously we're more concerned about the victims of this, but, you know, people who like the show are questioning, like, does it mean it's cancelled? Does it mean it's over? Because I can guarantee you, like, not in a horrible way, but Solar Opposites, I don't think it's going to continue. No. I don't think it's popular enough, and I think it was more of a Justin Rollins property that he was uh, sort of like a passion project for him. Yeah. And without him with that, I just don't see it continuing um rick and morty on the other hand very popular people are like what's going to happen with it yeah knowing that he hasn't written on it for so long and dan Harmon doesn't appear to have got on with him maybe that means the show will be okay it's just finding somebody to replace for rick and morty yeah uh, yeah and i mean there have been a ton of very close impersonators and yeah so many talented voice actors out there yeah. I think, as they've always said in sort of the industry, no one's replace uh, irreplaceable. Yeah, no one's replaceable. That's Everything. what I meant. To say. See, <laughs> derailed from the minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should be replaced. Yeah, I was about back. to say <laughs> only you were replaceable. I am replaceable. <laughs> there are so many good impersonators out there. Yeah, and and one of his strengths, at least in the first few seasons, and apparently him in his comedy is his improvisations and if if the stories are going more scripted more storyline sort of centric then anyone with a good script and a relatively good impersonation can carry it moving forward yeah and then they can make they can put their own spin on it make it forward and the thing about rick and morty is it's so meta Mm -hmm. they'll they'll probably acknowledge it in some form that their voices have changed yes they will do you think now that's interesting do you think they'll like do a joke about it or do you think they'll just try and be like oh voices have changed and then they'll never bring it up again um because the circumstances of which it's happened is a bit i mean they could do it in any other way anyway really because i mean it's all about multiverse isn't it yeah. you know he can go interdimensionally into different multiverses all sorts <laughs> could of you imagine if they killed this version of Rick and Morty. I actually think that's probably more likely what they do. Do you think? Yeah. They'll I, be like, I think that well, would be the easy way out. And I, it turns out these Rick and Mortys were awful people. Yeah. So we killed them. I think that's, that is their easy way out. And they can carry over whatever they want to. They can save whatever storylines they want. I mean, that's mm. the great thing about these sort of things is they're not really beholden. It's cartoon at the end of the day. It's true. They can break all sorts of boundaries that you can't really do convention and live action. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the to the, the common person sort of listening to that, that makes me sound like a snob. But yeah, I was about to say, you peasants. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> while I'm having my tea and crumpets, these yes. commoners don't understand the differences between voices. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? A, a good impersonation, no one who really doesn't know much about the backstory about Justin Royal and all the things like that, mm. they won't know any better. And they'll be like, okay, maybe his voice has changed a little bit. Or that, oh, that was a good joke, acknowledging the fact that their cha- voices have changed a bit. Mm-hmm. But th- how many shows have they had where voice actors have changed over the course of time throughout a number of different reasons? I guess it's just another one of those shows that end up following that line. Of, um... It's true. I mean, interestingly enough, like with animation, I think the most like 
um, obvious voice change of an actor who's still the same actor is actually Marge in The Simpsons. I'm not sure if you've watched many of the recent Simpsons no. episodes because they're terrible, but they... Uh, <laughs> Probably a reason why. Yeah, I mean, they're not good. Uh, but because doing that voice for Marge for the number of years that the the, the voice actor has, it's destroyed their voice. So, I can believe it. I can yeah, believe Marge it. just doesn't sound like the Marge we know from seasons like three to like nine. You yeah. Know? And and even Homer, in many ways, from season one has changed from to season eight, you know, sounded a lot different so yeah i think you're right i think yeah. voice changes would be fine you know voice change you know, whose voice people's voice oh change. people's voice i thought I you mean, were saying my I voice didn't... has changed i was like that's well yeah you know it might do but i mean my <laughs> voice was not always this caramel softness that you're oh, hearing today but <laughs> the listeners he's lying you know me and toby have known each other for a while and it's it's always been silky smooth it's like beautiful syrup in your ears <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it um <laughs> uh no it's true it's true and you know obviously the situation is you know very uh raw we're still finding out more information and i think whatever happens obviously to the people who have been victims of that we want them to get the justice they deserve and um rick and morty is second to that you know it's 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 a cartoon even though people jump on bloody counters screaming about shoshuan sauce and stuff you know, like it's just a cartoon, everybody. Like people yeah. can be changed. It's not that deep. But do you know what is deep? The sea. <gasps> and our other Seamless. thank you very much. Our other nerd news is a bit more positive. Well, not for James Cameron, but for <laughs> for, for, for the rest of us, it's a positive one. So James Cameron has spent uh, a number of uh, years, as he does, um, making a i believe it's a documentary or he's just been spending money trying to prove i'd like to think of it as a parody but you know i, I think a <laughs> i don't think he's that self-aware no <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's that on it mate i really don't um he's made a documentary or a short thing to show that james uh, james james himself jack from titanic could not survive with rose on the door they both would drown due to the weight distribution on the door right which who would have funk it i mean firstly i've always found this meme online to be quite amusing i haven't been that into that meme that people are like they could have survived on the door they all could have been on there rose is just a heartless you know woman who wanted him to drown yeah um I thought, I see, I recall, but I haven't seen it for a while. I remember them both trying to get on the door anyway, and then it didn't, it didn't balance, so he just had to stay in there. But then the internet's kind of like gone a bit wild with it, I guess. But also, forgetting that, I swear this was like a talking point about five or ten years ago. I think it's it's gone in cycle. It's probably when they last re-released it. Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody, like I don't sit at work and somebody goes bloody told you they could they could survive on who's talking about this i bet there is there's one person (laughs) sitting in their home being like yes yes so justification for the the listeners james cameron spent all this money and it turns out jack could survive so he was wrong he wanted to prove that he couldn't and he would drown anyway but no no there's the science shows that he would be able to survive which i just can't believe i'm saying that i can't believe that i'm saying james cameron the Oscar-nominated director has spent money to prove people online wrong, and he proved himself wrong. 
Yep. All for the sake of one person, the internet. Yeah. Vindication. It's just, it's, it's just so petty. Yeah. <laughs> to know that he's lost, or at least he was wrong, is kind of fantastic in a way. <laughs> it is. It it's is like, Just imagine just having them. I mean, it's also just staggeringly selfish. Like, just imagine <laughs> having the money to be able to do that. And then she's like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder well, if he was stood in there and as he watched them, because there's a picture of him doing this experiment and it's got people in a pool and he's stood like watching them. So he's getting these poor people in this pool. <laughs> and I wonder just, if he's just, just visualizing me like, and now you pretend to drown. Yeah. <laughs> more. Drown more. more. Pushing their heads slowly down. <laughs> um, but I imagine when they floated, just he's like stood there staring at it. With a like a single yeah. tear coming down. Just I like... don't know. I kind of th- I kind of picture a few different ways of him sort of like standing there, sort of defeated, crossed arms, sort of hand on his chin, being like, <laughs> "Hmm, yep, I've wasted this was, my life. This was a waste of money." <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, he probably did it whilst he was doing Avatar. It's like I've got so many set pieces. I've got so much water. Yeah, it was way of the water. The I've way got, of water. Yeah. I've got so much water. I might as well do this. I might yeah. as well just. I, I I can picture that being the way. And also, he had Kate Winslet there, didn't he? So. He oh yeah, true. Like, like, do you think that's you, why you... he hired her again? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Avatar Two was all just a ploy <laughs> to get Kate Winslet there again, just to be on that board. He's been trying to do it for years, and she's yeah. just going, James. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I like two billion dollars on this. You've got to do this for me. <laughs> it's like I'll trick her into getting on this board by yeah. for a new film, and then on it's like James. I'm fairly certain this was like another scene. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry. It's, it's, it's don't... Like, I learned how to hold my breath for like ten minutes for this. <laughs> it's, all, it's all, it's all for the, it's all for the documentary. It's all for the documentary. Yeah, it's all for the way of the water. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, what a sad little life he leads. Yeah, <laughs> like. I mean, he's incredibly rich, and I'm sure he's happy. But yeah, and he—I don't know if he is. <laughs> if he's done this, I'm like, who cares, mate? Who cares? Maybe he goes on all the Reddit forums at home, and he's just like, ah, you bastard, you, you bums, you're you're, all, you're you're all right now. And yeah, I, well, I have to see all these Reddit feeds coming up, being like, oh, James Cameron's a loser. <laughs> I mean, we've joked before that, like. You know, some people listen to the podcast. We've joked that we have people listen. We have a good number of listeners, you know, not to brag, but we have some good numbers of listeners. Yeah, like some of four. our demo's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. You know, somebody in Australia started listening. So, so hi down there. Good day. I actually do think maybe he does listen to this because he clearly is petty enough to listen to the internet. So maybe he just scrolls to wherever his name is mentioned and he well, will then- be like, I've got to read that. In and this case, is clearly this just to you, James. Just stop. With yeah, the just... Avatar stuff. You know, <laughs> focus on something else. Just yeah, maybe if you know, I don't know, making a green energy or something like that. You got enough money to do that. You know, just yeah. stop making films. Just... Make your own unobtainium. <laughs> just create it. You know, why not? Just stop doing this. Just and also don't... stop being a sad person. You know, you don't need to. Go back to the bottom of the ocean again. You enjoyed that. That seemed to be make you happy, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye, James. James. Bye. Bye, James. Anyway, other news. news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> other news. Um, yeah, I think there's another bit of Warner Brother news. Is that right? There is indeed. Sort mm-hmm. of our prelude. So, um, apparently, the long rumor had been for all of probably a week, knowing the internet, sort of a rumor mill, <laughs> is that uh, 
the 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 second Constantine movie that was announced maybe early or late last year with uh, Keanu Reeves again. Mm. Um, it the rumor mill had been speculating that it had been cancelled, probably in the wake of all this DC shakeup. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. but uh recent reports are that it is still on track and it's due to sort of come out i think sometime around about 2025 2026 nice now i really like the first constantine film me too it is it's not really a constantine movie not even in the slightest <laughs> no <laughs> it's just all but in name they could call him like sam stone demon killer you know that and that would be the same film it's not yeah. a constantine film <laughs> Good yeah. name, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> down with it. Yeah. yeah, good name, good name. But like, it's a good film. It's fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the best way to describe it. It is really is fun. It's yeah. one of those classic sort of escapism fantasy movies yeah. with a bit of demon yeah. and angel mythos chucked in there. And Keanu Reeves is having a great time. You can kind of tell. Oh, um, I do. Love it's got Keanu a surprisingly Reeves. great cast. Yeah, who's um, in? You've got Rachel Weiss. Oh. Um, you've got Shia LaBeouf, quite an early film for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Mm. Um, the the fella who was in Gwen Stefani's band, no doubt. I can't remember his name. That's no doubt is his name. It's just the fella from <laughs> Gwen Stefani's band, no Gwen doubt. Gwen Stefani's husband. Yeah. It's just um, Oh, it's that dude from Gwen Stefani's band, no doubt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll Tilda Swinton, we'll... Peter Stolmere. There you go. There you Another go. couple of great actors. Very good actors, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll list more off IMDb as I go. <laughs> <laughs> we're prepared. It's, you it's can tell we're very organized. <laughs> but it's, I think it's a great movie, and I think I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the second one. And Keanu Reeves is just having a whale of time with movies lately. He, I just, Keanu Reeves is like my ideal of like an actor who's like, he's like, not to be horrible to him, he's not the best actor, but I think he knows he's not the best actor, so yeah. he just takes roles that he's going to enjoy making and he loves them, he has a yeah. good time and I'm there for it. But I think he falls into the category as almost like the old school classic actors mm. where th- they've got this mystique about them and they don't overshare Yes, because I think the problem with today's sort of celebrities actors and this, that and the other is that they've all got a voice and they've all got a platform mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You can tell just how little they know. Yeah, I was or, about to say they've all got a platform with very little to say, like yeah, or what <laughs> probably quite controversial opinions they may have on certain subjects. I'm mm-hmm. not going to start bringing any up, but well, it, it kind of takes that. Well, yeah, but it takes one, one of, kind of links into DC, isn't it? Zachary Levi was saying stuff about uh, uh, Pfizer shots, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. We'll move on. We'll move on. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves. He, he's he's still got that. He's he's all about positivity, and I think there's there's been very little, if any, that I can think of negativity about him as a person. Him yeah. as a, 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 a if anything, a I've heard just really nice. Yeah, he's just like he's things. Salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah, just um, a nice standard salt of the earth sort of guy. I also like so. Again, I don't want to, you know, point fingers at people, Leonardo DiCaprio, but you know, he. There's easy, a lot of Ian. easy, easy, easy now. Libel, libel here. Rain it in, rain it in, boy, rain it in. Um, but you know, I think it's well documented. Leonardo DiCaprio's love life, which I won't get into here. You know, it's not really the place for it. I won't but, get into it, but I'll certainly bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves has been with the same partner for a very long time. Yeah. Like, just he, from all intensive purposes, he just sounds like a normal dude who just happens to be an actor. Yeah, 
which is what I like about him. And his films are fun. I have a good time. Like I, John Wick, I think everybody knows is a favorite of this podcast. We we they're can't wait for the movies. next one. Yeah, they're great. They're just so good. And yeah. I'm looking forward to this. If it's anything in that vein of like just well-produced action film with a bit of mysticism of angels and demons, I'm in for that. I think it sounds great. Yeah, I'm all up for it. All Bring up for Constantine 2, please. Uh, yep, exactly. I was going to say electric boogaloo. It's like a, it's like a, it's an instinct now. It's just to go. for you to say it. It is anything with a two. I've got to go electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, that does lead us quite nicely into our main topic today. Um, which you know, as you can tell, we're seamless, seamless. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here, and I think both of us have quite a lot of opinions. We're two massive DC comic fans. Oh is, boy! Oh boy! Oh is, boy! Oh boy! Is James Cameron's James Cameron? James Gunn's? <laughs> I did it! I accepted you. <laughs> you really did. James Cameron has got involved with the DC. No, we can't. That's James Gunn's announcement of the DCU and the slate of how we're changing. I guess from the DCEU. To the DCU, what that means, how it's going to happen, and what I guess the project is. I guess that's the right word for it, the project. So, yep. yeah, I mean, a good place to start, I guess, is with the films. Yeah. yeah. So we are still going to have Shazam first. Is that correct? Gods uh, and yes, so Furies and gods. Fury, so of the Shazam, gods. Fury of the Gods. That yep. rolls into Flash or Flashpoint, mm-hmm. that's coming out in June. Yep. Then, allegedly, at the end of that, clearly, they are listening to our podcast, <laughs> hearing our, our, our rumors and our, our speculations, but that is going to lead into the Flashpoint, the, yep. the, the big reset. Yep. And then, oddly enough, it follows into Blue Beetle, and then Aquaman <laughs> 2. Yeah. Not Electric a, Boogaloo. He's no, not doing that. He's which not is interesting, because I thought they'd take it the other way. They'd maybe push Flash to the last release and then yeah have the reset from there and then bring on the new slate which the is one thing i got from james gunn monsters isn't it yeah the one thing i got from james gunn in this announcement of the films bef- before the reset so those four is yeah. they're all great that's yeah. what he just kept saying after every single one of them a great film a really great film which i can't help but go is it a great yeah, film? it's like they're great. I'm not involved. I'm not involved. But they're great. They're great, but I'm not involved. I'm not involved. They're not anything to do with me. They're not yep. the DCU, so please don't judge it on them. This but is, they're great. This is pre-gun. They're great. DC. They're really great. They're yeah. like, are they great? I don't. Yeah. I don't feel. I, confident I haven't. I haven't seen anything of Shazam: Fury of the Gods that has really no. made me go, "Oh yes, I'm really keen to see that." Yeah. More, I, I wasn't particularly thrilled with the first one. I no. thought it was. Okay, I love Zachary Levi. I thought he was really good in it. Yeah, he's fun. He was he was a good Shazam. Yep. Um, but that that's was, about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Mark Strong, but I thought he was criminally wasted as Sinestro in Green Lantern. Yeah, big time. Which was good, was a good perfect role for him. as well. Great yeah. casting. Yeah. Such a good casting for him to be Sinestro, and then they just ruined it. Yeah. You know, and then he's in. Oh, I, I don't know. Shazam's just such a vanilla film it's not as bad as well i like vanilla the ice cream but just like so boring like it's not as bad as black adam to be like awful but it's also just like not that good it's just no no. very average and And i think i think they would have been better off just having black adam and shazam in one movie yes yes Um, that would have been way better i don't necessarily think adding the whole shazam family at the end of it was particularly 
No. Brilliant. I think, you know, really focus on your key hero than introducing a whole myriad of them, which is kind of another reason why Fury of the Gods doesn't in- really entice me all that much. I think no. there's just too much going on. Also, Shazam is like, just as a DC Comics fan, like, obviously Shazam is kind of caught up in the, the whole Captain Marvel hoo-ha of like, it was called something else. It wasn't owned by DC prior then dc obtained it and they had to change the name so shazam has never really been like for me anyway i'm not sure for you but he's never really been like a major character i would read and i don't think he's pushed by dc that much to be honest well i think he's had a few resurgence and i think i mean he was never more successful than he was as his solo uh, Mm. gig sort of before he became part of the dc yeah, no, he was super popular before he got brought yeah. into DC. Well, that was kind of like, why DC sort of started making the the moves on it, really, because mm. he was sort of outdoing Superman mm-hmm. uh, at the time. And I he thought, was, yeah. But I, I mean, I think Shazam has had some interesting storylines. I've always been fond of his um, his little mini arc in Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, yeah, that's as, like Lex Luthor's Enforcer. Well, that um, I just feel Kingdom Come. Well, we, I feel like that's something they can really jump into in the elseworld stuff but i guess we can talk about that a bit as we go on but yeah yeah. i agree shazam is like better as a a character within a bigger story rather than a singular story character like he works as a part of the ensemble rather than he can carry his own film and i think that's what we had with shazam so maybe this one will be a bit better but i think it's going to be forgotten in t-minus like one film i think we're gonna have reset and then it's we're never going to talk about shazam again (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, I, Zachary Levi is clearly going to have a foot in the door moving forward DC. But mm. yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same opinion. I don't think there's going to be a huge outcry for more solo Shazam movies no. after no. this one. I think no. this, the last one was probably a bit of a blip being like, oh, yeah, that was kind of fun in a time where everyone had been oversaturated by the dark, gritty DC. And yes. That, it was very marvel paint my numbers yeah i agree i felt that film yeah. came out yeah i forgot that it came out during like the whole Zack snyder verse sort of yeah. thing so yeah probably people were like oh this is refreshing but it's just a bit boring and he is good and i think they will use him in other properties but i don't yeah. think he'll get his own film going yeah. forward Agreed. um so then we have flashpoint the greatest film ever made that just we're just waiting for it to come out we're just <laughs> waiting for this the all-time Oscar winning Flashpoint is yeah. the reset. But they, but they did exactly what we suspected in the yes. sense that like watch this I movie. I love being be- right. I know it's so fulfilling. It's satisfying. It's so satisfying. Up yours James Cameron. This is my yeah. <laughs> But it is cuz it, it's it's just it you're like yes, okay, that is exactly what we thought was going to happen yeah. is exactly the right course of action for this yeah. movie is mm-hmm. to have this as the the, the the precipice for us to jump off oh, into the new universe. They're going to kill... What's his face? Ezra? Yeah, they're going to kill them. They'll kill them. They'll be like, you know, when in the comic when the Flash runs too fast and he turns yeah. to bone. That's going to... That's could, how they write him. They'll that write him good. out. Oh, that's... That's... See, if they don't and you're still filming stuff, which... They might be. That film is just constantly getting reshot. <laughs> James, be re- just be on a camcorder just before they. That's like, <laughs> yeah, just just before the premiere. Yeah, add this, add this, add, add this, add this bit, add this bit. But that's a really good way because obviously Ezra Miller has a lot of, you know, quite public issues 
that yeah. make him less than ideal to continue in the DCU. Yeah. Having Flashpoint is a really good opportunity to reset. And in that, you literally do have a Flash dying. So, And it's a good way to give the, that particular character a send-off without yeah. being necessarily mired by the the individual's actual controversy controversy yeah. exactly yeah 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 because you know least uh, lest we forget when oscars were trying to like be all cool uh the most woo mo- moment of films of that year was the flash running through the for- time force in the D- uh, justice league movie yeah. um just i mean it just, was a pretty epic scene it turned out bots it. voted for that by the way yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was about to <laughs> ring that bell myself, but uh, you got there first, Ian. You got yeah. there first. <laughs> I mean, it is a great moment. I did. Uh, it is funny. If you go way, way, way back now to our review of Justice League, me, Chris, and and my friend Rory, we discussed, and that was probably the best moment in that film. Actually, it's is a really good moment. Um, so I think people do like this character, and yeah. There are big fans of the Snyderverse, you know, that we, we hear of them all the time online. And yeah. perhaps this film could be just a good way to be like, close the book. It's over. The Snyderverse yeah. is done. Putting you know? maybe Barry Allen to bed, opening yep. the door for Wally West. Yeah, Wally West would be great. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think typically Wally West is the fan favorite for... Yep top flash so yeah love wally west you could you could sort of use it as that platform because as we go on to more of the 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 other movies that come out it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem like they're being particularly beholden to saying this is a not only a a, a reboot of the the universe but also a reboot of each individual solo uh, yes yeah yeah very much not starting from one it's just we're catching up to wherever they are in their particular characters journeys which i think is quite unique and very interesting as well yeah it's it's not doing what marvel did which is like all of these characters have an origin film there is a good chance that a lot of these people are just going to be doing their thing anyway yeah you know like peacemaker has already had his show i've yeah. i very much expect peacemaker just to be part of the dcu and we have an interesting sort of like transition period which this film feels like that yeah. the, the glue that sticks that together now there is a good possibility that this film is not good I know James James Cameron. God damn it. I know James. This, that, throughout this whole podcast, I'm just going to say Cameron all the time. James Gunn. I know James Gunn has insisted that this is a great film. And they had multiple opportunities to cancel this film. They canceled Batgirl after it was completely done. So yeah. they could have canceled this at any time. But they've continued to like go, no, we're, we're, we're going with it. This is yeah. happening. It's their linchpin film, isn't it? Do you think it's going to be good? No. <laughs> no. But I, do I no. think it's going to be good? No. But I do I think it's essential to watch? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's essential to watch maybe too strong. But in the sense of... For your life, you have to watch this film. If you yeah. don't, you just, you're not going to cope. Cease to be. You You'll cease. The speed force. <laughs> yeah, I, you get swept away in the reboot. <laughs> I told him to watch it. I told him to watch it. Oh, just, damn it. Yeah, it's your own little blip moment. Yeah. I, I think if not, for I think oh, as a, a comic book fan, as a as a DC fan, I think it's worth watching it. Yes. Maybe not essential. I think it's worth watching it because then at least you can see what leads into what hopefully is a brighter future for the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I Flashpoint is a great story and we I mean 
Yeah. I don't we've said it for so long this should be what they do, you know, like at this point we're almost essentially the flashpoint podcast we're advocating for that. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm glad they're just doing it. So that's great. Yeah. That is good. So, you know, hopefully they not hopefully like, you know, get rid of Ezra Miller, but hopefully they give the character that he plays a good send-off with yeah. with that um with the way he dies and i think yeah. that would be that totally makes sense that i've completely forgot about that until this conversation and then i had the frames in my head you know the one says it's going across the page yeah and he's, yeah and i was like that would be great that would really work yeah and yeah. I, I think it, you know you've got michael keaton in this movie you may or may not oh, have ben affleck sick. still in this movie because i know they allegedly several of the cameos Mm. that are no longer be going to be part of the the, the ongoing DC universe mm-hmm. have been cut mm-hmm. i.e. like mm-hmm. Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill mm-hmm. but it would be nice to give those who are still in it a bit of a send off yeah like a thanks for this weird gritty dark strange DC that you gave us yeah. and goodbye you know like there, there were some glimmers of hope but ultimately it was it just didn't hit the nail on the head no. and it, it's time to put that chapter to bed yeah and if you like it cool you've still got it nobody's getting rid of it it's not like we've deleted it or anything in fact you liked it so much that you forced a whole film studio to make a snyder cut release so you got what you wanted it's time yeah. to move on it's if time nothing to... else it proves that people can band together and get something done yeah cool and you had that so let's so that's what the flash is going to be it's a close of a chapter then we're going to have as you rightly point out interestingly enough two films that were still dceu releases blue beetle and aquaman 2 um yeah i guess that's interesting well i think isn't i I feel blue beetle is because i mean we've seen nothing but then we've seen nothing of aquaman really either no nothing do you think there's still a chance they'll cancel these no, I feel at this no? point, no, I think if they were going to, this would have been the opportunity to do it. Okay, okay, um, fair, 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 I, fair. I don't think they're going to cancel them. I think that they might, they they may have them involved in the Flash in somehow, in some okay. way, sorry, which kind of explains as to why maybe these iterations are not the ones that we see in Flashpoint moving uh, forward. Okay. Because of, I say obviously, but again, this is all rumor at the moment, but Jason Momoa potentially stepping away from Aquaman. Yeah, be Lobo. Lobo. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they're going to have him in a dual role. Which would be interesting. You yeah. know, like... Have Aquaman as... And Lobo. As, yeah, and Lobo. Because, I mean... <laughs> have Aquaman oh, as Lobo. Yeah, Roll them into not? one character. <laughs> please, please don't do that, DC. No, that would be horrendous. Like, um, But yeah, interesting. I don't... And I don't I mean, think Blue Beetle's necessarily connected enough to anything that's been going on at the moment. At Legend- the moment. Again, yeah. There is stuff coming up that could be, which we'll yeah. talk about. But at the moment, nothing really. So, yeah, I, I mean... It's still in the development phase where they can add cameos yeah. to, with whatever... post credit scenes. J- James Gunn. You said it! Ah, <laughs> you said it! You said it! <laughs> This was a drinking game for people. They're probably up to about four or five shots yeah. right now. <laughs> Every time we get it wrong, it's a shot. It's a yeah. shot of seawater from yes. the from Jack and Rose's uh, drowning. Yeah. No, just Jack. Just Jack. I forgot. I thought Rose died. Anyway, back to this. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, sure, cool. I mean, I, I mean, we had these announced anyway, so I think a lot of people were just like, okay, fine, like we're going to get on with them. It's more interesting to see how they fit. 
I think the more exciting stuff now is what they've actually announced. So oh, yeah. we've got Superman Legacy is chronologically the first thing that we know is going to be released. Now, this is according to reports and what James Gunn has said himself. Got it right? Yeah. James Gunn has said himself is that he's writing. We don't know if he's directing yet, which I think he should direct personally. I'd, I'd like him to. I'd like him to. It's a it's the right way to set your universe off, right? If you're yeah. the, the, the director the writer, the master of the helm, just you go forward and set your tone. Yeah. And he is doing Superman Legacy. And he specifically in his little talk on Instagram and online talked about All-Star Superman. Yeah. Which your is favorite. my favorite comic of all time. Go out, read it now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's such a good comic. It but he didn't say comic. it's going to follow it directly. But he said it's tonally going to be like that. Yeah. Well, um, and he was saying that it's it's uh, not an origin movie in any shape or form, but it's a a movie about Superman coming to terms with his humanity mm. and his Kryptonian side, which I guess they've explored, but they've never really sort of gone into too much detail about how he sort of put one side in favor of another or how he sort of... It's it's more along the lines of being like, oh yeah, well, yeah, you're Kryptonian, and oh yeah, you, you've been raised on Earth. But I guess they've never really sort of gone into the, the nitty gritties of it, and I think there's yeah. possibly an opportunity to do that. But and I I agree. They, I don't think many people have actually managed to get Superman very well on screen. No. Um, I think obviously the first Superman film. Um, I've forgotten the actor's name. Oh, Christopher Reeve. Um, with Christopher Reeve it's a good that that is a really great film like it it really catches the the uh heroicism yeah, yeah the essence the heroicism but i think something that film and all of them forget is like that superman inherently is like somebody who's trying to figure himself out in a world where no one is like him and he's yeah. unique but I, it's so many allegories for life anyway and I think so many people just see him as like, oh, truth, justice in the American way. And yeah. that's not really how Superman, I think, developed in more modern comics. And All-Star Superman very much gets that. He's alone a lot of the time. And he has, com he's, comp uh, what's the word? When you're, th when you're fortitive, you're thinking, you you're complative. Oh. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. He, com he contemplates a lot. Thank you. <laughs> In his fortress of solitude, you know, he's he's a he's a very deep character, and I think everybody thinks of him as just like the Boy Scout, and people just get it very grossly wrong because yeah. of the representations on film. And yeah. a lot of the time, people go, "Well, we can't write a good Superman, so we'll just make evil Superman." And it's I'm not criticizing those takes. I love Invincible, and I think the boys are great, but there's been so many of them, especially comics wise, that it's like evil superman it's like you just yeah. don't know what to do with superman you don't know how to write this so you're just making him evil and i am excited to see the prospect of james gunn who's a great writer great director really looking at source material that really shows the humanity of an alien that's had to come to earth and adjust to being human yeah. and that's and is something is inherently good and a inspiration because yeah. i think that because the way they portray him in the movies you're quite right but he's always just sort of the lughead that just hits things really hard at the end to sort of finish the job very infrequently is he sort of the inspiration of the heart to sort of really inspire the team to go forward and like conquer the day so to speak which is kind of what he does he mm -hmm. is he's the flagship of the whole franchise 
Mm-hmm. And he's always kind of just playing second fiddle. Yeah, he's exactly. Always, he's, yeah, and I, I, I think James Gunn is the <laughs> one to sort of put us in the right, uh, hopefully, with the right foot forward for the rest of the franchise. And Grant Morrison's All Star Superman is a fantastic oh, story, and if he so takes nug- just nuggets out of that, yeah, and puts it into this, yeah, I think I think we're hopefully we're in for a good treat. Yeah, this film has to do well though. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, if this one squant like fails. Then yeah. The other ones tone. don't really have to. Like, Blue Beetle, Ackman 2, and The Flash can kind of just not do amazing and it's fine. This has to do well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Have to set the tone right with Superman. And I completely agree. He does, in a weird. You are totally right. He does play second fiddle a lot to Batman, who is a great character as well. But Superman is, in many ways, one of the flagships of DC. And I just don't think people get it on on film. I think Man of Steel is just such like a missed opportunity in terms of like telling a really great Superman story. Like I've always said, like you know when he destroys the guy's truck, um, just that isn't what Superman would do. Like it's just such a non-Superman thing. And like when he stole the clothes after he like swam out of the ocean, it would have been more Superman if he washed them at the dry cleaner and took them back. Like, back, yeah, Leave and he didn't. Step. Nah, nah, and it's just like, and it's just... two seconds worth of footage, really. I know, and they just don't get it. Whereas, and as you rightly say as well, and that's kind of what happened in this iteration of DC. He just became a guy hitting Doomsday to death, to him to death, and I think people just don't look at how intelligent Superman is. As well, he's a really yeah. smart character. He's super intelligent. He doesn't always use his strength. He uses wits, and that's what happens in all-star superman a lot so yeah I, i'm very much looking forward to this i love superman he's my favorite character of all time and hopefully this film can justify it because whenever i say that to people at the moment they're like oh what you don't like batman that much and i'm like of course i do but you haven't read any of these comics like come on i mean batman is my favorite i, I can't help that I'm i know just, I, I relate to a broody man he is cool we've had this conversation he's cool but, but superman's he's... also really cool yes he's, he's just he's He's he wears his pants ridiculous. outside his trousers. And Batman does the same. And that's why they're cool. We're doing it right now. We're they're looking at each bros. other, wearing our pants on our trousers. No we shit. were fired from our job. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then next, I mean, that's the only one I think that's got a release date, which is the 11th of July, 2025. Well, then think... next we have just a general. Oh no, we do have some other release dates. Yeah, I think there's a, a, allegedly on the timetable that we've given at the moment. I think the idea is that Superman mm-hmm. and um, potentially the Authority, but Batman. Yep. I know Peter Safran definitely said that Superman and Batman mm-hmm. were both coming out in 2025. Okay, cool. So uh, ah, but that's Batman Part Two, isn't it? No, Brave and the Bold. I believe. Oh, is it? Because I've got on mine October. Bear with listeners as we work this out. Um, October third, twenty twenty-five is Batman Part Two. I've confused my Batman. Classic. Too many Batman. Too there's many just, Batman. There's just just so many Batman. This get out of here. Go home. Get out of here, Batman. Um, <laughs> you're too brooding. It's too Alfred, much brooding. I need my ride. <laughs> Jumping Jellicus Batman. Um, so yeah, no. 2025 also is the Batman Part 2, which is actually an interesting like jump 
into a small thing that James Cunn mentioned that made me very excited, which was the idea of Elseworlds yes. within DC. So it's actually quite a nice jump off. Again, one of our predictions where... Yep. <laughs> we should just write for DC. T- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. See, mate. Oh, I know. This is what we've been saying all along. <laughs> we, just... we may have said DC Black Label, but yep. DC Elseworlds. Elseworld. You know, Whatever guess, it is. I guess we can't get them for that, but... I think that's a brilliant idea. I think Such it allows, a good idea. allows them so much freedom yep. to be able to take whatever tone, be it darker, yeah. more mature, this, that, and the other. They can be like, oh, it's DC Elseworlds. And yeah. they just make it nice and obvious if they have if they do like the rolling credits similar to sort of how Marvel does it. They like DC icon and then rolls into DC Elseworlds. Yeah. Something really yeah. nice and obvious as a banner yeah. to yeah. show the differentiation between DCU and Elseworlds. Yeah. And just perfect. The creativity run wild. And that's that's the one thing I think I've always said that I think DC has over Marvel, in my opinion. Anyway, I know Marvel has their multiverses, etc. They both do, both comic book franchises. But DC have always really expanded into the Elseworld much better than Marvel. And I think some of yeah. the best comics I've ever read are Elseworlds. And there is some weird stuff in there, like things that are so strange, like Batman versus Dracula, which yeah, is Red great. Rain. Red Rain. That, that trilogy is just brilliant. I it's so good. And when you say that to people, they're like, what? But it's yeah. so good. And like, you could bring back um, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Like they said, oh, it's not. And I like the phrasing that they had when they said, because James Gunn, has actually come out, said he hadn't fired Henry Cavill, because Henry Cavill did the post being like, oh, I'm not wanted, yada, yada, yada. James yeah. Gunn said, it's just not my vision for this Superman. Yeah. And that phrasing's yeah, really totally important. Fair. For, yeah, for this Superman, though. So in Elseworld, yeah. you could do him as what that British one, you yeah. know, that well, would work. Um, Michael B. Jordan and J.J. Um, Abrams' Superman's possibly still in the, in the, in the running, isn't it? That'd be great. I'd watch that. I, th- I think that's under the DC Elseworlds banner. You could do with that. Again, this is me and 
Toby being massive nerds, but you could do multi uh, the multiversity. Yeah, Grant. Mor- if they're going down the Grant Morrison train, do multiversity. That'd be great. Crazy. That'd be crazy. That'd be mad. That could be like your big event. You work towards multiversity, which is insane. If anybody hasn't read that, it's an insane comic. It actually gave me a bit of a headache at one point. <laughs> it is bonkers. They they need like a, a map and an index to be able to do yeah. <laughs> The index is great, though. I love yeah. the like... Um... Nothing like doing homework whilst you're trying to read a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a one where you're reading a comic that's telling you it's a comic and it's also the comic that they're talking about within this comic. So there's a comic which is going to destroy the universe and you're reading the comic. If that doesn't summarize Grant Morrison's writing, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> it's just just bat crazy, you know, like absolutely yeah. insane. Like, but it's a good comic. It's really great. I loved it a lot. And like that would work in this. So, but the first thing in the else world that we definitely have confirmed is the Batman part two, leading on from Matt Reeves's The Batman. I think we're all looking forward to that. That's yeah just up there so that's great very excited to see what they plan for that we also have joker part two as well which is apparently a musical which is cool like you might yeah. as well like yeah, yeah. you got, got lady gaga in it's kind of a shoo-in really for a bit of a musical number i mean i'm down with that i think after watching the first joker film i was very like eh like it's just king of comedy but everybody's that's like yeah. we we live in a society so you know they loved it yeah. Yeah. um I thought it was fine. I think Joaquin Phoenix carries it a lot. Um, Yeah, 100%. I think the idea of it being a musical, though, I'm like, yeah, cool. Do something crazy. Why not? Do something different. I think that'd be be fun. Um, Cool. Lady Gaga's great talent. Yeah, she is. Fantastic. I I don't know what his singing qualities are. So (laughs) maybe Lady Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. (laughs) She, she, She leads the front on that side of things. I mean... It'll be interesting. It'll be unique. I think this will be fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully. But um, I'm more excited what, by Let's see what musicals they try and rip off. Yeah. Which one would be fun? Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking probably more with the, the darker tones. They'll probably try and go a Sweeney Todd route. No, I want it to be like Annie. I want it to be like super like sugar-coated. <laughs> like <laughs> the joke. That tomorrow. <laughs> There'll be jokes. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd be up for that. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, but I think what's more exciting to us is that Elseworlds is a thing. And it's that, for me, that really cements like, right, Marvel have this continuity that becomes too dense. And it's yeah. something that we've all talked about being just and a bit too much. Creativity. Exactly. Whereas yeah. they can be like, oh, you know, we've got Ridley Scott wanting to make a i don't know robin film where you have nightwing i'd be like yeah cool well no i wouldn't it's ridley scott stop making films but like you know no, just... i was waiting for it i was waiting for yeah, it yeah so you were like ridley scott are you wanting ridley scott to make a film man man what is what is this what is this madness well i think the other thing about the the elseworlds is it is it proves that dc are at least to a degree listening to the people they listen to us. What they're listening to us, but in the sense that <laughs> stop stifling these talented creatives. You know, a lot, a, most of the back chatter about, you know, David Iyer with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, take that film as you may. I hated it, but yes, you know, whatever the David Iyer cut is, we're never seeing. I don't want to see it. No, no. But <laughs> the, the, the 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 fact remains that all in the background of these Batgirl, everything is its studio interference. Yes. Yeah, totally. 
may it may have been on the back of Batman versus Superman, whatever. Mm-hmm. Too much creative inter- interference, and it stifled whichever creatives were trying to get the films being made. Mm-hmm. And Marvel's having a lot of controversy, or well, not controversy, but they're having a lot of back problems about that. You know, I know uh, Doctor Strange was a, a a big one for a lot of changing your hands. Ant Men as well. Ant you know. <laughs> <Ant-Man laughs> Men and Wasp Girl. As you know, a Wasp Lady. Wasp you know, person. Yeah. All, bee. All, all, <laughs> the Bee movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd watch that. The, um, <laughs> Ants versus the B movie. Yeah, it's Ants with the Z, the DreamWorks one. Yeah, the Woody Allen one. Ants and B movie. That's the. F- but Edgar Wright was meant to direct. Yeah. Ant Men. Ant Men, the first Ant Men. <laughs> and uh, he left because he was fed up of Marvel. Yeah. Telling him, like, I think they forced him to have a scene in, and he was like, no, I don't want it. So he left Ant Men and went and made. Uh, another funny title. Input Last that here. Soho, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was okay. I went to see that and ha- had an audience with James Gunn. James Gunn? James Gunn was there! How lucky you! <laughs> James Gunn came in. No, with Edgar Wright. I've actually had an audience with him twice now, and he's a really lovely guy, but I didn't have the heart to be like, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my, not my favorite, man. Not my favorite. Yeah, it's just not that great. The filming is fantastic because the cinematographer is the same one, I believe, who did Parasite. So the cinematography is outstanding. But the yeah. story is just a little bit like, oh, yeah. The twist that you thought was going to happen? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah. Sure. Get better. Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah, Elseworlds. <laughs> I agree I, with you. The, the, the comic book genre can be stifling in a way because you have this huge amount of continuity that you have to like always refer back to. And then you have nerds like us being like, that's not what he would have worn or that's not what he would have said. Like I just that did. didn't with... happen in the comics. <laughs> you, you lied to me. Um, <laughs> like I just did with Man of Steel. <laughs> he would have taken that back. Like, what are you doing? But... By having Elseworlds, you can allow people freedom and just be like, well, it's Elseworlds. Superman landed in Russia? Red Sun. Done. Cool. Get that on there. You know, like, you can do what you want then. And it allows a freedom to to create, which is great. So that's really good. But back in the DCU, we are continuing with the authority, which is great. Tell us a bit about the authority. Well, they're sort of the, the the darker answer. So not to not not to, to scare you a little bit, Ian. I know you don't, don't like your dark Superman. Oh but, god! Uh, oh no! Oh, let me hold my teddy bear. <laughs> Which is also for listeners. This is continuity. My teddy bear is called Toby. After the Toby who was on this podcast. It is. Yeah. I did not give it to him. We <laughs> may revisit that another day. Tell us. Tell us to the authority. I don't want to go down that warren. <laughs> I'm holding Toby, so tell me. I can handle this scared, the but scary. But the authority the are, it's kind of a, a darker version, so to speak, of the Justice League. They're, they're morally grey in their responses to villains and uh, their sort of end game. They're a little bit more jaded, a little darker, a little bit more mature. Um, I mean, originally not part of DC's continuity at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, part of the Wildstorm uh, canon, yes, and then much like Shazam, ended up being a little bit of a threat and kind of ended up moving into the DC lineup just, and universe. Just moving in there, just moving. In. Oh, I know, oh, I'm, they're I, in I there. I can't say I've read too much of myself of the Authority, but I know 
that they've had a lot of run-ins with sort of popular characters and Grant Morrison and I forget the artist's name at the moment, really good artist mm-hmm. working with Tom King on some of the more recent Batman. Um, Batmans. Batmans. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's that's just how we're going to say it from now on. <laughs> it's Batmans. Henceforth, this is Batmans. But um, he's he's doing Superman and the Authority. Okay, nice. And uh, yeah. it's kind of Superman leading this team of various characters been in the authority, be okay. it Apollo, um, the Midnighter, some of the other characters. I can't remember the name of them right now, mm-hmm. but that guy, the guy, <laughs> the, <laughs> the other one, the other one, the guy from Gwen Stefani's, no doubt. In yeah. there, yeah, just, just so, in. I am a learned man who knows many <laughs> names. Just it's in just there. Not all the authority. <laughs> but you know, they're they're far darker characters. They've got. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think they kind of really feed into James uh, Gunn's wheelhouse, really. Um, yeah. They they could be his answer to the Guardians of the Galaxy, in a way. Yeah, it's that's a, a good comparison, actually. He yeah. loves his ensembles. Like a ragtag. Yeah, exactly. Know. He loves his ensembles. He does. If, if Superman is going to be the, the leader or the forefront of this new DCU, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then, you know, they may have it that Superman is the Tony Stark of the MCU unifying all these groups together yeah yeah and then, well and then they could sort of lead into the superman and the authority sort of combo me and me and toby aren't as scared now that you've explained it but before oh, i was on I was the edge worried i was, a, I was worried. a little worried but that does sound good i'm into that i think james gunn has said himself that not every this is a quote this is from james gunn your friend james my bff not every film and tv show is going to be about good versus bad guys giant things from the sky comes and good guys win there are white hats, black hats, and grey hats. And then uh, Saffron added, they are kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know what... It's very specific. They know what you want them Jack, on the Jack wall. Jack going to be in the other <laughs> Yeah, Jack Nicholson. He's like, you can't handle the truth! <laughs> halfway through the film. Uh, they know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. They, that. So kind of morally grey, dubious people. That sounds good into yep. that another brooding morally well not morally gray i guess he's a good guy well no he is a good guy is batman that is we've got another batman we <laughs> batman. love our batmans we got love batmans and this time it's the brave and the bold what is interesting is a lot of this stuff as we're going to go through everybody is very grant morrison centric it is yeah, which i'm is... very happy about because they yeah. are one of my favorite writers ever so great i'm into this so the brave and the bold um it's an introduction to the DCU Batman gun said of Bruce Wayne and also introduce our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little SOB. I'm not going to say that because we're a PC podcast here. Um, the Today, movie, yeah. we, 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 we're censored. We're good. We, we, you know, <laughs> we've got young listeners, fragile minds. The movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed, a murderous tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story. What do you think? I am so all in for that. Nice. Although the the one thing is that run led into, which is interesting because now I'm thinking about it. That's New 52, right? Uh no, it's no? before the new fifty. Is it the new fifty-two? Oh no, I've forgotten. Whatever. It's <laughs> it, it may Who be, cares? Get but out. I'm talking about the storyline because it, it goes from Rachel Ghoul and Talia sort of introducing Damien yep. and this this whole sort of conflict between the League of Assassins or the League of Shadows. Uh and then that falls into Batman R.I.P. 
Yeah, no, this was before Fifty Two. Yeah, it yeah, was. and then it and then it moves into Batman and Robin with uh, Dick Grayson and Damien, which is actually one of my favorite runs. I love that. I run. love that. Yeah, that's um, such and, a good and run. I guess you can sort of before that it has a bit of Batman Incorporated. So, yeah, one thing I love about Grant Morrison is he is such a comic booky comic book writer. Yes, and my description of that is he is not afraid to get crazy with it. Mm-hmm. Let's get nuts. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> favorite you know, favorite moment in any Batman film. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 brilliant. But he does. He he loves to get crazy with it. And you know, they've they've got some fantastic characters added. And Damian Wayne may not be necessarily the best Robin, but he is my he is my favorite Robin. Yeah. I love Dick Grayson, but I prefer him as uh, Nightwing. I love um, Jason Todd, but he is so much better night and day as Red Hood. And then Tim Drake, he he's a he's a very good Robin, but he also fits in fantastically well with the ensemble characters mm-hmm. like the Teen Titans. Well, d- uh, not to, not to cut you off because I have been accused of interrupting people. Listeners. I felt abruptly cut off, but I'll <laughs> forgive it. Well, I'm gonna anyway. Do you think this <laughs> do you think this implies there's a wider Bat family then? Th- that's what I was getting into. If I well, rudely, I well, I I interrupted. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I I I ruddy well hopes. <laughs> I I think that it, I, they needed that. They really needed yeah. that to give Batman. I mean, Friends. I know he's a dark and broody character, but he's got one of the most extensive sort of list of allies and aliases and best friends and all sorts of things in all mm-hmm. of comic- the network you know exactly you know he's got all the robins he's he, got oracle everyone he very much was a social media like <laughs> i can't think of a better word a social media whore before the instagram okay, and the pages okay. existed <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> he was the influencer of superheroes before that's a better way of phrasing that yeah he was he very much was he yeah. he, he was there Doing his selfies before anybody was. I mean, the the cult of Batman or Batmans was certainly strong. <laughs> Get it right, come on. <laughs> he, he's he's got such a like he he has such a fantastic family. Yes, in, in the comic books, they're lovely. They have good Thanksgivings, <laughs> <laughs> but they've got such an extensive back catalogue characters in there, and I I think that going straight for Damien mm-hmm. not only gives you probably a little bit more of a a dynamic Batman and Robin setup, yep. and it it gives so much um, freedom for introductions of other characters. Yeah. Villains as well. Yeah, so much so. Like, the League of Assassins can be really explored. Exactly. And what would be great with that is to, with Grant Morrison's storytelling, like I said, so much comic booky craziness. One of my biggest um, gripes with The Batman was that it was a retreading of you can see how I'm I'm getting so excited. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I love Batman. I it's love just, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it was grounding him again. Mm. Because we sort of got the Nolan films and you know when we discuss that we will we will hear Ian and Simone's more extensive theory on that. In, but in the future, yeah, you know. Take take it as you will. They came out he really grounded them mm-hmm. um in Batman in particular and they were good or bad however you perceived them yeah we're, we're not getting into that now yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm but gonna, they're very I'm grounded gonna be, i'm they're gonna not... be neutral here for your benefit, yeah yeah they're but... very grounded like they're so grounded and then you started to get more of the crazy comic book allowances with 
Ben Affleck, and that's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And then that just sort of just again out if, to whatever. If, if you like that, cool. But it for me, it didn't really work. It yeah. just yeah, it didn't. And then you went back to the Batman, and as soon as they announced that it was going to be a grounded sort of gritty noir, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's great. But I was kind of hoping for the freedom to get more comic booky, allow yes. for more zany characters. You know, there's characters like Clayface, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy. Um, yeah, like more fun, like Man Bat, things like that that you wouldn't. J- characters that like James Gunn's universe and James Gunn as a writer and creator will will have a field day with. Yeah, and- totally, totally. But they just those sort of characters just wouldn't work with the Matt Reeves universe, and no. they never would have worked for um, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, because Man Bat spent, and Christopher Nolan would have been yeah, insane. You'd spend so much time trying to justify how they'd work in a real world. Yeah, that you'd take all the fun and mystery out of these characters. Yeah, totally. I agree. And I, you I'm hoping you don't need to know how a a, 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 a corporeal version of <laughs> clay and mud works <laughs> it just works it just it, works all right it's a comic book. It just a wi- works a wizard did it there's know, a man whatever. dressed as a bat all right just let it go like yeah. it can, it can be whatever you want it to be They're and i agree with characters you. allow them yeah. to be char- comic book characters and I, be and I weird brave and the bold is such a you know on nail on the head title yeah bold, great title brave. as well great title sets the vibe because that yeah. that's very much also brave and the bold very much takes it the only other thing that has that title that's not comic book is actually the cartoon the brave and the bold which is also crazy and fun which is crazy and fun and like that's what i want it's kind of like the 1960s batman now, i'm not saying i want that exactly even though i love those 1960s films yeah um but I want something more comic booky. I've kind of yeah. I've fed up of seeing Batman just being really angry all the time. Some of the best parts of Batman is like when he's just a little bit playful. Like in for the man who has everything, he ha- him and Robin have like a little quipping back and forth, and it's just it's just quite funny and like I like that. I and I I, I agree with you. I also hope they bring back the blue suit. I'm just saying. I want. That. I you know what. Literally, what I was about to say next. Yeah. I really oh, hope we're just, that they... we're just one mind. Right? I know. I know. Just... We. That, I think the 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 blue and the grey, maybe a bit of poppy yellow. Oh that's, yes, like a yellow. Oh, that's what I'd love. And yes, I, I I would actually be quite okay if they used this as their way of bringing Dick Grayson as Batman. Okay. All right. You know, so they they go through what, a few kill movies. Bruce Wayne just immediately. <laughs> no, not immediately. <laughs> Film starts pushed out the window. Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that would certainly be brave and bold. Um, <laughs> and don't push. He slips. <laughs> you know, you use use Bruce as your platform to introduce Damien. Yeah. And then uh, maybe one or two movies more, you could then sort of push Bruce Wayne out that proverbial window, mm-hmm. kill him off. <laughs> No, <laughs> and then Dick Grayson could lead as the DCU it's, Batman. It's Dick Grayson and... pushing him out. <laughs> it's my time to shine now, Bruce. But Get out of here. Have have Dick Grayson as the DCU Batman, sort of long term. Yeah, because also you could have a slightly older Batman, and then Batman would... Beyond in yeah. Elseworlds. You could do that. Up. Have like, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Because then also, uh, Robert Pattinson's one won't be cross-examined by any other Batman for any sort of length no. of time. And he can be the Bruce Wayne. Actually, that's a really good point. And you would have people stop comparing them. So if you go, oh, what's his Bruce Wayne like? What's his Batman like? If it's just a different 
like character altogether, you stop that. So yeah, down for that. Sounds good. Next in the films, well, the order I'm reading them, I'm going to leave one to last, even though it's not in the order that it's in, because I want to talk about that one a bit more. This one is interesting, though. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, taking its cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries. This yep. movie project, uh, project promises to have different take from what most think of when the idea of Superman's cousin comes to mind. This is from Gunn himself. We will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways from the first 14 years of her life, and then comes to Earth. She much, uh, she is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For that. Yeah. For that. I, Tom Tom King has been writing some absolutely cracking uh, graphic novels. Amazing. Amazing. Really good. Brilliant runs on Batman. One Brilliant of the on Supergirl modern writers I'm very fond of. Yes, he Big has time. done some fantastic storylines. The War of Jokes and Riddles is a particular Oh, it's so good. So good. Totally agree. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, why I'm a bit less infused about this for the next one is that, like... It's a lot of Kryptonians. Yeah, and it's just a little bit like... I've heard some different things about it like it could be like a space adventure sort of thing which is kind of cool but then i've heard she's coming to earth so it's kind of unclear where they're setting this if it's in space i'm a bit more excited about that if it's on earth i'm just kind of like it's going to be kind of like her and superman getting to know each other and maybe an introductory film so depends where they go there's not much information on that one at the moment but it's a it's an interesting take on her though yes because it, regardless of what franchise it's been, Supergirl, in whatever iteration you've seen, in it be it animated or live action, however you've seen it, they've always been the the female carbon copy of Superman. Yeah, Superman. So to have that sort of edgier take or that different take, yeah, uh, I think that's interesting. I think that's a unique way of doing it. And I, think I agree. I, I'm keen. I'm keen on it. Um, me too. I think that's good. I mean, it's not that I'm not as excited about that. It's just I need to know a bit more before I'm like this is top of my list. At the moment, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm up for that. All of these sound good, by the way. They're going to be great films, as James Gunn and, and James Cameron has let us know. They're both they're both letting us know. Um, next, because we've got to work our way through. There's so much to talk about. Um, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thong is what uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's a swampy thong. <laughs> it's a swamp thong. Um, it's going to be based on uh alan moore's swamp thing volume one is which is I've great heard. which is great i was actually hoping it was going to fall more in line with the new 52 run oh okay by, by scott snyder yeah um, and yannick paquette um, fair fair it's I, a good run that that was probably one of because it was probably one of my favorite um swamp thing runs and i think it was one of my favorite uh narrative threads in the dc uh the dcu the new 52 <laughs> Um, that, too many names for things now. i know <laughs> everything goes through so many reboots but yeah. the new 52 it had its ups and downs probably I quite I think, liked it it was all right yeah but i think yeah. more people would say there were more downs particularly as it went further on but uh, that's true i think when it started of, it was very exciting and then as it yeah. went on i was like oh my god <laughs> but a, a lot of the things that say for example scott snyder um mm-hmm. touched writing wise were great i mean his batman run was amazing oh, so good um you know the, the joker ones were always one of my favorites but i really liked the the jim gordon has taken over as batman for a short i thought that was time. awesome yeah like they yeah. should do that 
bring that Batman in. That would be good. <laughs> That'd be an interesting Elseworlds. But yeah, uh, yeah I, th- that's the way I was taking it. But mm-hmm. you, you carry on about Alan Moore, sorry. Yeah, no, I just think that run for me in terms of Swamp Thing, I know there's quite a few volumes of it, but that is a very emotional comic. And I think it dwells into the ideas of being a monster and like what that does to the psychology of something and like being perceived as that. Um, I think it's it's a seminal comic as well. And I think, you know, I agree with you. You know, Scott Snyder's an amazing writer as well, so I wouldn't complain if they were like, oh yeah, Scott Snyder's run. But I'm really glad that they're, they're kind of hitting on what most like big comic book readers love. So Grant Morrison's runs, Alan Moore's runs, these things that I think people widely regard as some of the best things that DC have ever released. And Swamp Thing would be in that. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm very, very... Maybe stay away from Frank Miller for a while. Yeah, no, there's a reason why I didn't mention him. He's gone a bit wrong. Went off his went off his meds a bit. No, that's like you've gone wrong, mate. You've gone wrong, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Stop making comics. Like Why is everything? Sorry, I like to call back to dwelves as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dwelves. Thought, thought I missed it, but I got it. Oh, I did it again. I bloody did it. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, Frank Miller. What what went wrong there, mate? You've now got me thinking about Frank Miller a lot, and I'm like, we could. Just well, let's do... not think about Frank Miller. Let's. Think about the <laughs> we could do a DCU. whole. We could do a whole podcast on where it went wrong. It was Kingdom Come, not Kingdom Come. What's the one where he's like really anti-Islamic? Yeah, we don't talk about that one. That's, what that's... the hell was that comic? I I can't remember, but it wasn't good. It's so bad. It's actually awful. It's like yeah. I can't believe that was allowed to be printed. Really, it's really bad. If anybody doesn't know, look it up. It's terrible it's terrible anyway back on to more positive things we're all looking forward to that the films are great now what's interesting about what james gunn was talking about um he was saying that the dcu unlike marvel which is interesting i'm gonna people will be like this is just like marvel but let me continue they're gonna have a connected universe on tv now let me stop you there i know marvel are doing that but he also said in video games that all these things are going to be connected tv video games and animation which as we've said for a long time i feel like he's just been listening to us what dc has over marvel is their animated properties yeah and all of these things are now going to be connected the voice actors are going to be the actors on screen so they might transition over they're all going to work and the same with the games now that is exciting to me and the first tv cartoon that we have is creature commandos which is going to be an animated seven episode series which is going to be also written by james gunn that is a really now this is like a a guardians of the galaxy for me a completely random yeah property that not many people read it's kind of just there and they're going to do something with it sounds great and that is so James Cameron. Uh, James-, <laughs> James Cameron. It's so James Cameron. That is so. That is so James Cameron. That is so. Ja- we, we're going to give people the complex when they're listening to this. They're, they're, they're not going to know which is which. It's so but James ja- Cameron. James Gunn. James Gunn. That is so James Gunn. He loves his classic Jameses. His underdog characters. His sort of kooky, crazy characters that shouldn't get along, but they do get along, and they yep. come together at the end. And Dave Bautista is going to be in this for certain. Oh yeah, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I think it's got a great potential to 
really just come out of nowhere, knock everyone's socks off, and yeah. be the film that people want to see the sequels to even more so than some of the other ones. Yeah, I think kind, so. Kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, because no one re- like Guardians of the Galaxy were known by Marvel fans. Yeah. But that was not on the map for no, anyone really. Not before. even a little bit. And if you said that you movie, did, you're yeah. lying. You're lying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then arguably the most popular property of the solo films. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so. he took a, a crazy ensemble of characters, fair few very unlikely sort of lead characters as well. Mm-hmm. And just absolutely smashed it. Yep. The Guardians are, frankly, one of my favorite. The first Guardians of the Galaxy is, without a doubt, one of the top oh, five Marvel movies. Totally. Like, totally. I think, for me, it's only outdone by Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but then second is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's so good. Like, it, it moves away. I think those two in particular in the MCU are films that are not just, oh, it's a good comic book film. It's just a great film. It's yeah. just it's just a great film. Stands heads and shoulders above the rest. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's I think if not to sum up our thoughts on this overall because we haven't even got to the end yet. But I think that's what makes me excited about James Gunn leading this project now because he doesn't just make oh that's good for a comic book film. He just makes good films. Yeah. He just writes good stuff. And for him to be leading this project is the right man for this. And Creature Commandos is just a pin perfect perfect choice for like a random thing that will work and i love that it's animated i love that it's a cartoon like it looks great they showed us a still of what they're kind of the style they're looking for it looks awesome yeah so well into that and it's exactly what we said like animation kind of frees you up to do whatever 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 also it's probably well i don't know you probably know this is it cheap is it not anymore uh, it depends on where it's being produced. It's bloody cheap. It's cheap. <laughs> it's just cheap. Do as many episodes as you want. It, it, it is certainly cheaper than a live action production. But it there is, you go. I was no kind of right. Cheap, <laughs> and it is by no means easier. They, they are an exceptionally no, hard-working group of talented people that work in the animation industry. You have... Or, or, I, I feel bad for those who work in Marvel and, say, Star Wars and things like that for disney because yeah because they're forced they're, to... they're getting so much grief yeah and they are they're clearly putting so much, so much strain into... and on them as well sure to get none of them out. want to produce lower no. quality animation yeah but no. just crunch deadlines it exactly so many people in so many industries exactly just it's just starting to show the cracks it is they are it is. such hard-working people it is and and there's no beans cheap as in like it's cheap bad like there's some like invincible for example is an amazing example of great animation a really great con- yeah it's fantastic it's like and i hope Creature Commandos is like that. So, yeah, yep. I completely agree with you. Next, we've got Lanterns, yep. TV show, uh, exactly which is... What we said, the Buddy Cop. Buddy Cop. We, we're just there, mate. It's like a bingo of how many things we've got right. So far, we're swinging, swinging uh, home runs left, right, and center. But, <laughs> but Buddy Cop, kind of like True Detective is what they're comparing it to. Yeah. Yep. Which I... I'm pretty sure I said that almost word for word. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm also like, does that mean they're going to have a weird, like, cult thing going on? Well, I mean, you could say that about the Yellow Lanterns. Uh, the Red oh, Lanterns. dude, I didn't even think about that. Although, I think from what they've said, this is supposed to be more Earthbound. It's, oh, is it's, it? It's Hal Jordan and John Stewart. <laughs> Mate, if they if it is just True Detective, but with, <laughs> with Green Lantern, they've got these ridiculous powers and they're just beating the crap out of people. <laughs> 
A time is a circle. Shut up. Bang. This is abuse of your power. <laughs> Shut well, up. I have the will to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, that really makes sense. I think we talked about, I think, in the past, having Hal Jordan and the Green Arrow, because that was a really good uh, combination there, too. Yeah. But Jon Stewart is a fantastic choice. He is. Yeah. A, these are two of the most favorite Green Lanterns ever. So, yeah. Really Carl Rain sense. has always been quite popular, but he's he's almost been more popular yeah, as say like the White Lantern. And I was about like to that. say he was during the nineties where things were weird. Yeah. You know, Guy Guard. No one likes Guy Guard. Yeah, look at that haircut. Like, what is that? Get a haircut, <laughs> mate. What are you doing? But I mean, uh, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. They're also such polar opposites, and they've got great haircuts. Characters. Uh, really good. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling a bit triggered by all this hair talk here. Ian. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> the follicularly challenged of us. Yeah, no, they are very different. You know, you got Hal Jordan, a former pilot, member of the Arm- Air Force, U.S. Air Force. John Stewart, not that opposite. <laughs> he was a soldier. Yeah, soldier from a different arm of the U.S. military. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> very confidently said. <laughs> I just really know him as a Green Lantern, mate. I'm just yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's more by the book, follow the procedure. Whilst Hal Jordan is very much off the rails, like let's a pilot. Wing, exactly, let's wing it. Yeah. Let's, so you mean, yeah, you could sort of perceive it almost like uh, Top Gun Maverick with yeah. Uh, I don't know some by the book police officer in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're great. We're really good at analogies. Um, <laughs> That's what they come for, the analogies. They don't no, come for our opinions. It's just no, the analogies. No, 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 no. Um, great, yeah, we're both looking forward to that. Then the last three, we'll get through these. We get, we'll run through them because I need to eat. Um, this <laughs> Paradise Lost, yep. which is a Femascara, Wonder Woman, birthplace sort of like Game of Thrones style drama, which... Yeah, probably not my most excited. I was just about to say, whole lot, but don't I... really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it will give a, i guess it's possibly a good introduction into wonder woman without actually doing wonder woman and yeah. uh it, it can sort of take the things that they barely touched upon in the first two movies um that's true that rather is rather than just competing in asinine games you know yeah. you can actually give some backstory into the themiscarian people yeah, um, I thought you were going to say it's like doing it's like doing Wonder Woman and not having any Wonder Woman in it. I was like, without actually caring about Wonder Woman, just go away. <laughs> just, I mean, that is kind of what they're going to do. That is kind of what they are doing, yeah. yeah so but we're focusing though, more on Hippolyta and the the sort of the backstories <sighs> into the characters. Maybe adding a few more of the the old gods like Zeus and yeah. Ares. And I, I, his, I, 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 <laughs> Ares. Ares with his mustache. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully less of that. But, but I, I, I just I don't care. Game of Thrones more. is not really the thing I want to see more of. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Definitely yeah. my least excited. But hopefully, you know. Yeah, it could surprise us. Yeah, it could surprise us. Then the next one, I'm not really. I, well, I kind of I like Viola Davis a lot. She's returning in Waller and yep. as Amanda Waller, which is. Good casting. She's been great, and she was Good great casting. in Peacemaker. Congratulations on her EGOT as well. Viola yes, Congre- well deserved. Well done. Well yes, done. We love Viola Davis. She's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
it's interesting, I guess, just in the sense that she's part of the DCEU. She's definitely going to be part of the DCU. That's yep. cool. So going to probably see her in Flashpoint as well. Um, this is probably going to tie into that a little bit, or maybe it'll be a bit more grounded. Corey it is a Peacemaker as well. Yes, which, I mean, I, Peacemaker was great. So, yes, you know, and it's written by uh, Crystal Henry, who wrote Watchmen. Oh, So that was great. Watchmen yes. was really good. And also Jeremy Carvey, uh, uh, the creator of Doom Patrol. So, yeah, again, another very popular... Uh, Love Doom Patrol. That was so good. So good. Um, Part of the so, Renaissance. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, yeah, very much. I'm very, like, cool, but I'm not... I'm looking forward to it more than Paradise Lost, but I'm also like, fine. You know, it's going to be, like, probably in that Peacemaker vein where I'm like, that's a good show, but I'm not going to be like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, although I guess it, you can kind of have her as the Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, I mean, that is definitely like an evil Nick Fury is what they're definitely setting her up at. Yeah, exactly. So, I yeah. mean, she can pretty much interconnect with everybody. She oh, could, yeah. She could almost be sort of the linchpin. She could be the, the real world response to all these superheroes going mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. much like she is in the comic books. It mm-hmm. could be the form of reintroducing the Suicide Squad without necessarily having a movie. You can have your cameos, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's interesting. It, it's probably going to be the more um grounded of these yes especially with the writers i mean interest watchman is very grounded but doom patrol isn't so it's kind of interesting there's two very different styles coming together there so yeah looks good and then finally last on our list is one i i am actually looking forward to quite a lot is booster gold love me some booster gold i love booster gold i really really like him it's nothing like a time traveling loser trying to make yourself as a superhero in the past i love it i love it do do you know why they get nathan fillion as booster oh that would be great i identify with booster gold because i would do that He he is Mr. Extrovert, isn't he? He is. That's me. I I think in the comics, I've always said to people, I love Booster Cold, and they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yes, because I'm really an extrovert, and I'm a bit of a loser. <laughs> so, no, I am, but it's fine. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm joking, of course. I am, have a massive ego, so it's fine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Behind the scenes, I'm the worst to work with. No. Um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this. I think Booster nope, Cold. No one's screaming to deny that. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> Especially you. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, dude. Um, yeah, no, I love Booster Gold. He's great. I say yep. they need to get a fillion. It's a fantastic casting. And I guess it kind of harkens back to what you were saying earlier when we were talking about Blue Beetle. Yeah! He could be the cameo in Blue Beetle. Yes! Or vice versa, because Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Gold Gold have got Good. a very... <laughs> this has been a disaster of a pod today in terms of misspeaking and all sorts. But Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Sounds like he should be like, Booster Gold, selling you gold. <laughs> But those two characters have got a long-running history. Yeah, yeah, Normally, they're a great team. Typically, Ted Cord and yep. Booster Gold, but you know this this can be the new version of that. Their their new union, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think Booster Gold is a fantastic opportunity to have the most wacky, crazy adventures yeah. with a time-traveling loser from the. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, great, 
I agree with you. They've got to do that casting, and I I couldn't add anything else to to really. Uh, we to, haven't even got into who we think should be in these. Positions. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we'll be here for days. We'll be here for days. I think personally, the only casting that I would recommend is Viola Davis's Waller. That's the one that I think <laughs> they should definitely do that. Oh man, you nailed that one. <laughs> I think I actually think a lot of these should be lesser known actors. That's all I'm going to say. Like, yes, yes, I'm not going to try and be like they should have this person. They should have that person. Maybe in the future down the line. The I think the only thing I would say is just I don't want Harry Styles in any of these films. No, one thing I, <laughs> I I've seen um, no. that, <laughs> that would be quite an interesting casting uh, premise is getting um, Henry Cavill as Apollo. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Affleck as Midnighter in um, The Authority. That would be so good. I, I very much like that little bit of fan casting. I'm just, I'm going to put that out there. That would actually I be... I like that. Just also for people who don't know, those two characters are really great. If I remember, they're also a couple, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yes. which is really cool. The Superman and Batman allegory yes. for in, in The Authority comic book. And, and they have some really good stories, actually, like... So yeah, I, I would. That's great casting. That is really, and also Ben Affleck has said that he'd be happy to come back to direct something yeah. in the DCU. So why doesn't he just come back as uh, Midnighter? That would be great. And I, I think Gunn also said that he'd be keen to get him involved as well. So yeah, come on in. Come on. The doors come, open. Doors open. Through. There's a draft. Close the door. Put it. Close <laughs> it behind you. What are you but doing? Walk through first. Walk but walk through. Walk through. Don't close it. Come on. Get 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 in here, Ben. Get in here, Ben. Um. Awesome. Great. That was great. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Let's we let's, got con- there. We got let's there. congratulate ourselves. Well done, Toby. Well done, Ian. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Well done, James Cameron. Yeah. James Gunn. <laughs> and everyone else involved. <laughs> but not Justin Rowland. No, 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 no. That's a that's a that's a that's a bad time. That's, that's a, a bad, bad time. time. There, but congratulations to you again. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> on a great podcast. <laughs> on a really good podcast. I'm proud of us. We did a good job. We managed to muddle through it, even though we're the least organized to do this. But we did it. We did it. And I have uh, no credentials for this at all. None in the slightest. One way or the other. Not even a little bit. And we well done to you. To come back. Yes. <laughs> well done to you, listeners, for making it through this. The ramblings of two big nerds. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad you, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm just assuming you enjoyed this. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to things apart from YouTube, because we don't like adverts. I hate it. It really gets on my nerves. So That's no not adverts. Not here. Um, but you can find us by looking up on any of those platforms, The Phantom Zone, that's F-A-N-T-O-M Zone. You can also listen to any of our other podcasts. We've got Gay Actually, which is an amazing podcast about LGBTQ plus uh, films. There is The Scream Test as well, which is with our fantastic uh, colleagues who talk about horror films. So lots to do there. Hopefully we'll be having crossovers in the future. Our own little MCU of podcasts. Or DCU um, now. Oh, yeah. Well, ah, you, you bloody did it, mate. Ah, you did it. I did my own seamless, Ian. <laughs> you did your own seamless. Well, if you've enjoyed this, come back next time. But otherwise, have a lovely day, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, yeah, watch out. There's a cart. No, you're good. You're good. There's no cart. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.